Hello everyone, welcome to the Bees Wax. Look at us, got it down pat. Exactly, see what I did there? I just kind of stopped <laughs> because I knew that you would chime in. Learning, growth, progress, we're making it. Um, uh, we've been on vacay. We really have. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, it feels way longer because we did have an episode last week. Because we, we? we posted, yeah, because you know you had gone for the hike the week before, so we never posted the one from that week. We posted it last week instead. So, I mean, the people oh. are fed. Y'all are fed. Y'all are eating it. Y'all, Y'all are, are fed. What's that? What's that? Uh, TikTok with the ding, ding. Oh, yeah, that, I, that one. For <laughs> <laughs> us, it just feels like it's been so long because we haven't recorded an episode in a while, but we back. We're back. We are back. My name is Balasa. And I'm Alan. And we're really happy to be back as well. I think it's important that the people know we're happy to be doing this. Uh, We're already chatting, kind of just, you know, zipping back into getting comfortable. And Alan's like, record this, record this, because this is good conversation. So we're talking about, so it's Alan's birthday on Mm -hmm. Sunday. It's your birthday on Sunday, right? On Sunday, Alan's birthday on Sunday. Um, So you know how we do... You know how we do, okay? You we're know how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yes. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. Hey. I don't know the rest of the words. Leo season. Um, Fact. Fact. So, Leo, you're a Leo. This is why you're the way you are. how am i (laughs) do you not look in the mirror (laughs) watch is happening yes and i see (laughs) rawr exactly my point but the rawr is in also different seasons so don't play with us don't play with us um so alan is almost approaching 30 like me we're ripe people but alan feels a ways about being 30 where i'm like give me my 30s i'm about to revolutionize my whole existence yeah i'm shocked i'm just shocked it's not even that i feel a ways i'm just shocked that the, the the time is coming like i have one more year and then i'll be 30 so it's more shock of being like i me 30 like what i'll be telling people i'm 30 like what i'm still <laughs> such a child so i think that's, that, that, that's i love like, how you already like yeah. i'm gonna be telling people i'm 30 <laughs> like oh for the God, next 10 y'all. years once mm-hmm. Alan is 30, he's 30 for the next 10 years. Shit. Uh, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like 20, 27, 27, 28. That's my, that's where I thought I would reach, not in terms of I was going to die, but just in terms of being like, oh yeah, that's what, when I was young, I was like, 27 is so old. Like, mm. yeah. And then, you know, when I, when I knew it, I started getting more and more ripe is when I started, I went back, <laughs> when the last time I went to Kenya, I, <laughs> I went to my cousin's place when I three years ago when I went back to Kenya and I can only imagine what I'm going to experience this year when I go back but like I saw my cousins who I was holding as kids like I would mm-hmm. I used to go to their house to like play with them like they were babies yeah and they were having like they had bases and they're like oh yeah being all cool with their phones being all like leave me alone I was, and then I made the line I uttered the line you, you know I used to carry you like this <laughs> You know that, that line when I used to roll my eyes on my aunts to do that? Now they look at me like, oh. And I was, yeah. when I said that, I was like, shit. I'm not even, and at that point, I was what, 27? And so I wasn't even that for 26, 27. So now I'll go back to be like, look at you. Come here. Oh. <laughs> I'm dead. Do you remember me? Do you remember do, do you me? Re- this that, is what, the- yeah, do you remember me? This is what my, um, my uncles used to do. And then they'd be like, Tlautlon Suna, so you'd have to hold their ears. And then, like, give them a kiss, or like, they tell you, I used to change your diaper when you were little. We used like, to like this thing. The last time I saw you, you were this high. Like, yeah, the last time I saw you, I clearly forgot about it. Like, we're both, part. we're both sure about this. Like, reality. Right? <laughs> but I'm so, yeah, that's, that's exactly. It's, it's shocking. That's exactly how I feel about my brother. My brother's got facial hair. Facial hair. <laughs> yeah. When people start like going bad. facial hair, you know it's real. Mm. Fam, facial hair. Mm. Wow. Where did that come from? 
so yeah a lot of time so yeah and that's Boom. so that's 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 why i'm shocked 30 is coming up but not this year i'm still 29 so still gonna be dipping and doing it like a reckless 20 year old <laughs> except i'm not reckless but you know <laughs> just living in the essence living in the essence <laughs> the youth, what is it the fountain of youth the yes. fountain of youth the fountain Ellen of youth. drank the fountain of youth at 27 is remaining 27 for life that part that part i'm excited to see it i'm excited to see you with your cane saying okay, that you're i'll still be fresh i'll be fresh you know Look doing you. a little pair a little what's it called the you know when you're with the pimp cane yeah uh what's that walk called like when you're doing the shit you know what it is what is it? Walking with the cane? No, get out. <laughs> <laughs> the cane walk. The the lean. Just the lean. The 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 lean. The jerking. Yeah, you know well, jerking it might sound a little different, but you know. You're, <laughs> you're jiggling it. Uh, yo, I don't know. Uh, jiggling, yo, jiggling and jerking. What are you doing, P? I don't know what you're doing. I'm recording the Beezox, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also recording the Beezox, but I'm trying to think what a cool, you know how there's it's called, random I'm words. To, I'm trying to remember the lyric in I got the magic stick. What was, and they say like the, is it, is it just the pimp walk? Yeah, it's just the pimp walk. But yeah, but anyway, the listeners, when you know what I mean, like, you know, you're holding that, you know, you're walking like a pimp. That's 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 gonna be me with my cane. Every, like, this. That's gonna be me. Not a wrinkle in sight. Some Not nice, a wrinkle in some sight. nice gray hair, looking yes. all nice and healthy. I can't. That's what like, salt and pepper hair. I'm all for it. Yes. I could even color my hair like that now. I'm down. Uh-uh, I'm already there. Some of us are naturally salt and pepper. Keep it. Keep it. People are color it off. I'm like, no, keep it. It's so nice. I like it. I like it. But I also do want to dye my hair full silver, uh, like a silver gray oh, kind of like look. Storm. Or or like a like a a a greeny kind of look, but like this ombre and black kind of greeny situation. Or mm. that. That would be my plan B. You should do that. As long as you don't damage your hair. That's, that's the thing. Does. So that's the thing. So they have that's the thing, but they have these uh clay masky things for like they're like natural. Obviously, they don't last as long. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like a trial and error situation, but they also have them in silver gray, and it says that you don't need to dye your hair for the color yeah, to and you take. don't need to bleach it. Yeah, I mean sorry, you don't need to bleach your hair, yeah, for the color to take, but I don't know what that's gonna look like. It might take like several moments of um applying it is my assumption yeah because i'm like that's the only way our texture of hair takes colors when it's bleached but if you do that and it works i'm doing that to mine because i've been wanting to do that whole look and like do a whole blonde look but you know sweet yeah so how are you i'm great i'm fantastic i'm really i'm clearly trying to get naked for you she's jiggling and (laughs) (laughs) Jiggling and jerking. <laughs> Jiggling and jerking. <laughs> I'm dead. I know I'm doing really, really great. The summer's been good. Like, you know, yesterday I was chatting to one of my other friends, and you know, we're just chatting about how there's a lot of things we kind of let slide, but we're also not phased by that. We're like, the fall will take care of all of these. You know, literally, this workload is falling in Duval, you know what i mean so the fall will just will take the fall for us you know what i mean <laughs> that's two in a row i'm gonna roll i can then i can see you're so proud of it too you know what i'll give it to you i'm proud too thank you thank you this so, work is falling hey, okay <laughs> no keep going let's go let's go let's go let's go all right <laughs> this work is falling to fall <laughs> yo even the zoom thing is like playing music i'm like yeah yo professional <laughs> audio tell me <laughs> tell me i'm dead how are you uh, i'm so good this summer has been just a, a dream it's been so fun it's been so nice to just yeah it's been nice it's been so nice i'm just so chill so yeah 
I had a lovely, amazing week. I think that's why I'm still in that cloud nine of like feeling of, ah, because I had such a great week last week with some <laughs> homies. This week, my shout out, you know, y'all, you know, y'all know I got to come through with the shout outs. I'm going to put the transition shout- right here and then do the shout out. Ooh, okay. So this week's, <laughs> this week's shout out is, well, the whole everyone that I went to that boat with we're family it's a whole like you know we're a whole movement um I know one of them listens to our podcast every week the other sporadically but Cameron staff I know you're listening and I love you so much Cam and he's a part of that the family of the boat um and I love everyone it's like you know it's so when you go when you go on a trip it's it's rare to to look around and you have 12 people with you and you're all just vibe 12 people and you're all on the same page all just loving on one another all just hanging out and kicking it and chilling and supporting and love it it's that's a feeling that can never go away so shout out to everybody on that boat and cam especially because i know you listen to us every week i love you and yeah oh cam cameron he's my boo thing that's what we call each other so <laughs> shout out to boo thing um, shout out to boo thing and that leads me to saying that that's where I found hope for the week. Community, community and, and friends that become family, you know, because mm. even even this past weekend when we went for Tinti's birthday, I was still struggling with hangies from the week. Um, <laughs> I could see you were not <laughs> Alan. You were just you were I was Alan. a shell. I was a shell. I was I was Alan. That's that's that that part. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing you, Eames, Titi, the energy was just there, you know, friends and our family. That's, so that's, that's where I found hope this, this last week. And, um, and yeah, what about you? What's your, what did I find hope? Wow. Um, I'm going to say in my cabin trip with my partner, um, this weekend was really, well, not, sorry, not this weekend, not last weekend, but the one before that as well. Um, Mm. I found hope there swimming in the lake, the lake, which is warm um and it was great why are my glasses refusing to be clean um this is what um we found hope in the lake honestly I swam so much my body hurt I'm not even gonna lie the my shoulders feeling. my checks I was my 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 checks because <laughs> I was gonna I was say like, my breasts I was like what body part is that <laughs> she's jiggling and jerking y'all I was like what I'm jiggling and jerking my checks <laughs> <Your checks. laughs> I was gonna say my my chest so like if you, if you, I mean, you don't have boobs and I don't know how often you interact with boobs, but like if you lift a boob and then you kind of like try to feel behind it, the chest that everybody has, that the boob is kind of hanging over because that's what it does, right? Like we mm-hmm. all have a chest and then for mm-hmm. the people who grow boobs, that just is kind of like stuff that hangs out of your chest. That was on fire. And I couldn't get to it because of my boobs. So wow. that was one of the things that was a little bit tough about that. But I found hope in my body forgetting the next day and wanting to be back in the water. That so part. Props, shout out to memory loss in the body. Memory loss in the body and to your partner, Sam, for being yes. a woman. Yeah. Shout out to Sambo. Yeah, Sweet. I don't think I've interacted with, uh, with boobs as much to know what's under the chest. Um, but just wanted to shout that out for you and i hope your you chest should. is feeling better <laughs> my checks are feeling very great your checks my as checks long as they're supporting the jiggling and and jerking, and that's, jerking. All, that's all <laughs> that's all that matters very much right supporting matters. the jiggling and jerking i'm dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what is what what do we usually do next wow lol um <laughs> well we might as well go into the topic for the day um, oh, we used to do something else, but we don't anymore. Okay, yeah. Let's oh, go to we, the were gonna do, the we were going to do the, the hot topics, but I don't think we've really had an eye on hot topics because we've been out here living life. I have a hot topic. Oh, okay. Please bring I, it to the okay. table. Bring it to the... What's Let's get it? Into Not the West. Culture Hive. Culture Hive. What's the, what's the bee hive? Bring it to the hive. Yes, the Culture mm. Hive. The beehive Culture Hive. So on the Shade Room um this today maybe or whenever they posted Mm -hmm. the story about this couple where the uh one partner she had gone to las vegas for like a work conference or whatever for like Mm -hmm. a week yeah did you Mm -hmm. see it and Mm -hmm. then when she got back home 
um, her partner had basically cleared out, or at least as she says, her partner had cleared out their whole apartment <laughs> and left her with like her jewelry and like maybe I think her clothes or something. Um, but yeah, had basically taken everything and plugged the Wi-Fi, blah, 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 right? This is from what she's saying. And then in the like a few hours later, they release another thing from the husband's perspective, right? And he says, no, did you see that one? No, I didn't see that one. So let us know. So then the husband was like, or the ex or whatever was like, uh, you know, we've had basically a tough marriage anyway. And we, I was supposed to move a week from when he did, but he decided to move a week earlier for his own sanity and his own well-being. He says that he has no hard feelings towards her, but like the relationship had come to an end and he'd been dealing with like crap for a very, very long time. So from his side, it was like, you were gone, so I took the opportunity to go just so it wasn't too much of a friction, right? What I don't understand from that is y'all have known each other for 18 years. I don't care how disheveled your relationship is. You leave a note or something. You communicate. What the hell? And why did he clear the whole house? That's the thing. I'm like, fine. Because he was moving. So I think that they were already deciding to split up and he was. Yeah, but why clear every he didn't take some of the stuff. He took all of the stuff. The house was empty from the pictures they showed. So I'm like, why did you why clear? Because you see, this is sometimes like that's why in relationships, sometimes like it's so important to like have boundaries of what you of what's yours and what's not. Because I can in this kind of situation, I can bet you he would come back and be like, well, I bought everything. Mm. You know, there's people that talk like that. And then you're like, yeah. How did this turn even? How did this even turn into that? Eighteen years when you're buying something it's for the home, it's not it shouldn't exactly. matter as it is. That's messy as fuck. At least you leave an or you call, or you just send a message and say, "Hey, you know what? I've decided to leave. Let's just yeah." Like no matter or how bad something. it is, eighteen years. That's wild. So he said, "I forgot to tell you." He said that the reason why everything was gone is because she had needed help to move it, and so that he had then dropped it off for her at the next place that she was going to go live or something like that. But their stories don't connect because they're not even talking about what the other person is talking about. They're just kind of venting their situation. Also, I'm very objective, like only seeing what the shade room shows, which is obviously all the aspects that they want to talk about. Obviously, when people tell a story, they like to tell all the favorite favorable parts first and to paint themselves in a specific light so I don't know it's really interesting but it just got me thinking about like really communicating in your relationships especially in your partnerships like at the very least Least, at the very least if that's the agreement just be like doesn't even have to be cute you could have just been like hey decided to leave I'm out. a week Send early. A text. I'm dropping the stuff off at your other person's place. Please don't contact me. Like, I feel like we're done. These are the papers. This is the procedure. Boom, boom. People are spiteful. <sighs> that's coming from a place of spite. That's so sad. Like, that's so sad because no matter how bad the relationship was, when she walked into that house and found it empty, she must have been like, what? Like, really? Like, what the disrespect is going on? Alas, people are out here misbehaving. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, it's wild. So that, yeah, that's the hot topic. I mean, I don't know about you folks, but like for me, communicating with my partner, which relationships are just, <laughs> relationships are interesting. They're very, very rewarding, but you also have to really like work at your relationship. Mm-hmm. The moment you think, oh, my relationship is great, it's coasting. You're not working. There's something you're not doing there, right? Um, but no, you need to communicate with your partner, especially because no matter how close you get, no matter how long you've known each other, nobody becomes a mind reader. No matter how many sentences you can finish of each other's, you are not a mind reader. Neither is your partner. Communicate. Papa? Hmm. Relationships are very interesting. Sometimes I just look at everybody, like all my friends who are in such tight-knit relationships that have been going at it for so long and just watching people together on the street. I'm like, wow, you really decided that this is the person you're just going to be with. Like this this concept really, in my mind, sometimes I'm like, but why? what's the importance in this? Not because... I don't see the beauty in it actually because I went to the, I went to get a, a, a manicure pedicure like a while ago and the chick at the, st- she came to massage my hands, which she's never done before. So she came to with oil to just like massage my hands after my manicure was done. And she was mm-hmm. like, Oh, still single. 
<laughs> and then started laughing and massaged my hands. I, and this wasn't a girl who had done the actual job. Like she hadn't actually done the manicure. This is someone else. Like after she just came and was like, you're still, it, it, was, it, it almost felt like she was alluding to, oh, you're still single. So let me give you some good treatment because you probably won't get it elsewhere. That kind of, that's the energy that I got from that. And I was like, what? But that is no, like, <laughs> what? That's like going to the doctor's office and asking a random nurse at the receptionist desk, oh, you're still single? Yeah, and and she didn't say like expecting an answer. She was like, "Oh, still single," and I was like, "I." That caught me off. I was like, "But what do you?" And then that you think maybe it was a language barrier? No, it wasn't because no because the thing is even when she said it because but you know it's the same thing that I said the last time when when we when I had gone to that same place and the girl who was doing my nails was was like. Oh, you're not in a relationship? Oh, that's sad. Like, we remember, like, a, a few episodes oh, ago, I mentioned yeah. that. So, following up on that, a few weeks now, this last time was a different girl. So, that girl probably went and was like, oh, this guy's sitting on Because I think they're, they're, maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. But uh, maybe in their culture, relationships are, like, a big deal mm-hmm. or a big thing that people have to be in. And if you're single, it's not cool or whatever. But I was like... Yeah what i was like what if i was one of those people that's dying for a relationship you know what i mean like there's people out here who yeah are like that would have dying and sad, sad about it so but i was like that's so weird <laughs> which is why now when i look at people on the street i'm like shit so these chicks are looking at people on the street thinking wow <sighs> this is the best thing ever you're dating someone but it's like no yo i can still dip it and do it if i want like i'm not dying for it i don't understand like <laughs> And dad, even when you're saying dying, you rolled your eyes the most rolliest I've ever seen your eyes. To the back of my skull. Yeah, (laughs) the back of your apartment, okay? Behind (laughs) that wall. That's where they went. No, but that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, That was rude, though. Like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. That was really, really rude. And I do feel like... um, maybe it could have also been i'm just trying to think now maybe it could have also been like a bias i don't know i don't know i don't know because it's not like i I really do think it's a culture i'm trying to remember where they're from i know some of them are from thailand i know it's i learned maybe it has something to the asian culture maybe maybe relationship i don't know i think that could that maybe that's the 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 way they place relationships is in a different scale so but that's what i've been thinking when she said that i was like wow what like so so you'd rather be in a relationship and not happy just to say you're in a relationship that's that's what i was thinking i was like if you're in a you'd rather i come here and tell you i'm in a relationship so i that that concept which is why the it really makes me question why people place so much power around being with someone it's like yeah. you don't have to it's it's not the end all be all even like our parents back in they'd be like you when are you getting married or when are you doing this, this is, it's like who cares yeah um, it'll happen when it happens i don't need to be looking for it like no and you don't need to even like be dying in the relationship. Like no, mm. no, mm. not at all. Like if you're in a relationship, there's seven and you're happy, billion that's awesome. whatever of us. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, clowns out here. So yeah. In any case, um, we are happy in our situations. The mm-hmm. pair of us. I feel yes. like you're probably one of the most um, like into your singleness people that I know you're very like I don't, I don't want to say you're confident about it because it makes it seem like there's something to not be confident about but it's like you're mm-hmm. very like happy you're out there you're, yeah you're happy but you also are putting yourself out there and what I mean by that is like I have some other friends who are single who don't necessarily put themselves out there and I think it's this expectation that like well, if I'm working on myself, then the other person will miraculously appear. And I right. don't feel like that's the case because I feel like, you know, you have to do what you are doing is like put going out there and kind of still working on yourself and doing a, 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 a jiggle of both. A jiggle and jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. I'm so like, because in my mind, I'm like, because first of all, it's more fun to have those moments, just go and date and see what happens. But also... Because I've worked, I've done enough work on myself where I'm like, I love myself. So if something happens and comes out of, out of it, great. If it doesn't, whatever. I still got my friends. I always saw my friends. All y'all, all of you are my partners. <laughs> you know, that's, I get what I need from all of you. That's why I'm good. I'm good in the hood. If someone comes get in, in sometimes, I, sometimes I have like, 
attacks, panic attacks where I'm like, shit, okay, not literal panic attacks, but sometimes I'm like, shit, what if I start dating someone and then now my friends would be like, yo, but you've been spending all this time with us, like, what's going on? Then I'm like, but I love my friends, fuck the person I'm dating, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> also, if you're Hello, listening to this, the person that I will day. be dating, just, <laughs> just ignore it, I didn't mean it. Love you. <laughs> Still shoot your shot is basically what Alan is saying. Still, Still shoot your shot. Shoot shoot your shot. Your shot. At the Beeswax okay. uh, or Alan Gachi. Anyway, so today's topic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Is let's normalize. So normalizing things. Um, so this is a topic that I got from a, a pair. A, a, how do you say, how do you say four people? Like, you know, you're saying a pair. How do you say that for four? A group of people. I think after just three, a group, they right? a group. After three, it becomes yeah. a group. Um, so there's a group of YouTubers um, and they did an episode where they were talking about let's normalize, dot, dot, dot. Just a few things that we want to say, hey, let's normalize doing this. Let's normalize being that. Let's normalize whatever it is. Um, you Did you want to give a definition? Since you, sure. you they just found one? Yeah. 100%. So this is from the Merriam-Webster uh, website and it says normalize is to make conf- oh lol <laughs> <laughs> so this definition is from the merriam webster uh, website so normalize is to make conform to or reduce to a norm or standard so basically what you're trying to do is to make things mainstream or quote-unquote normal so normal to uh what I would say as normal um, in the definition here is <clears throat> at least used by majority of the population or known to the majority of the population um, mm-hmm. to be a social like a social idea or a social contract or social norms or yeah that's how at least that's how I was thinking about it. No, that's yeah, that's like that's the same way I was I was thinking about it as well. Um, so yeah, it's 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 just things basically that we think should be, hey, if I say this, it shouldn't be judged. Like, don't judge me or don't, or whoever else it is. Like, it should just be a normal thing. Like, why is this a big deal? And we're in 2021, just trying to jerk it and jiggle it. Um, <laughs> that's the name of the episode, BT Dubs. That's, um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to start with one? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to, I don't know if it's a normalized thing, but I would like to remove this sexual stigma that is placed on boobs. Like, Elaborate. Like if I am wearing a boob tube and like a pair of shorts, excuse me, I'm not out here trying to reveal my titties to you. That's not the fact of the matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know how we can normalize not not finding people sexually attractive, but always seeing people through a sexual lens. Like, get the fuck off my titties with your nasty mind, you know? Like, I see y'all as I'm wearing my boob tubes. Even when I'm not wearing boob tubes, I could be wearing a a turtleneck. If you can see my titties, people are just going to be like, drawers on the floor. Like, it's 2021. You have Google, for God's sake. Like That part. Yeah, like. What the hell? And they're a body part. Like it's it's it, it that, that shouldn't be where your mind goes specifically when you see someone that has big boobs. Well, I, and I understand it's natural, we're sexual people, blah blah blah. But at the same time, like, and you know what? Even some of these things that even on my list, it's not that I'm already achieving normalizing. It's also that I want to work on normalizing too, because it's just mm-hmm. that's one of those behaviors where you look at someone and sometimes you're like, oh, that person's hot, and then you talk to them and you'd be like, oh, this is a cool person. But your mind goes so far, and it's like, no, just. Reel it in, reel it in, reel it in. Actually, reel no, I was, in. Watch- I was watching a YouTube um, video the other day and and this the, the lady said that she masturbates every time she has a first date, like before, like right before she's going on a first date. And she was like, men do it, women do it. So she was like, do it because when you go on that date, you won't be horny here. Like that wouldn't be your first thing that you're thinking about because a lot of the times you go on a date and you're already feeling that angst that you're like especially if you're attracted to them you start thinking about sex and that's when you 
end up probably having sex on the first date. But if you're trying not to masturbate right before your first date, I've tried it recently and it works. Like, oh, wow. Because your mind isn't there. Like your mind isn't thinking I'm horny. Your mind is thinking, yeah. All right, let me let's just chill. Like, let's just chill and talk and hang out. And it and when I when I heard that, I was like, what? Why? And I was like, I want to try it because I know I'm a horn dog. So I know whenever I go on dates, I'm like, ah, you ain't jiggle, nothing jiggle. but a horn dog. There's a hole in this house. There's a hole in this house. Hey, there's some holes in this house. There's some holes on this podcast. I'm kidding. Um, Fact. No, that's um, absolutely true. You know what? On the masturbation tip, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've brought this up in a in a podcast episode before, but uh, about masturbating before you do like an activity or to kind of amp up your uh, energy for productivity. So if you want to focus or anything like that, if you masturbate beforehand, it gives you like this, this release, like right? The same way. Yeah. Like a clarity, but also more of like a focused clarity. Isn't that interesting? Like that's, it's so interesting that that's our bodies are connected. Like that's not just even just for sex. It's also just to release some, Fangalangs in your brain and your body and your, you know, <laughs> jiggling and jerking. Um, <laughs> jiggling and jerking. Some fangalangs. I haven't heard fangalangs in years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that totally popped into my mind. Um, so another thing that I want to normalize is people not having their shit together, no matter what age you are. Because, oh yes. Because I feel like there's this thing that society does that when someone tells you a specific job they do or where they're at in life or like whatever it is especially if you're this in the same age group and they're not necessarily where you are yeah a lot of people start judging because they're not necessarily where you are or just because you're judging them and yet it's like they just told you what they do. They didn't tell you what they're, what's in their brain, what their plans are, why they're in that situation, what's going on. Like, so normalizing people not having their shit together because everyone has a different journey. So it's like, mm. people need to start appreciating everybody for whatever stage of life they're at because there's people who get all the money, all the everything at a young age and there's people who don't. And that's, and who's to say that's even what success is. Like, exactly. some people are happy doing whatever they want to do not having that mm. big corporate job, not having like just being independent contractors, being whatever it is, whatever it is you want to do. People are happy doing anything and everything. So like normalizing people not having their shit together and that. And, oh my God. Like if I start dating someone, what would I, what does that ideally look like? And it is a realistic thought, right? Like you, you at the same time, you don't want to carry someone. Um, but there's just that aspect of being like, explore that person's mindset and be like, oh, okay, so you do this, okay. Like just if, if that if, if that's what the situation calls for, of course, right? Like yeah. just understanding better and wanting to listen and hear someone's mindset and ambitions and all that good stuff. But yeah, normalizing people not having their shit together because these days it's so hard to have your shit together with the way society is and the way opportunities are just not, like they're all there, but they're also not. Like we're also in a pandemic, like, I think that that we're always forgetting that, like, you know, even if it's a natural disaster that's happening over there, or a natural disaster that's happening over there, and it's not necessarily, like, in your region, that you're not going to be affected by it, but you're affected by everything that you engage with on a daily basis, right, so I love that one, I love that one, let's normalize people not having their shit together. I think it's also about as well, what you touched on that definition of success, like, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe it's also time to normalize coming up with your own definitions for things and like not forcing people to be like you and allow yourself to be unique in your unique position with your unique story, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I really like that one. That really resonated. Thank you. Yeah, no, most definitely. I I think about that a lot, especially with the more people I meet and like in such in so many different and because I remember when I lived in Switzerland the one thing that I found the the most endearing is that I could be at a bar and I could be sitting with a gas station clerk a doctor a lawyer and me I was working in the hotel industry at the time there's no judgment nobody even asks what do you do nobody Mm. like that's not in the culture they were like oh what do you do for work that's never because the thing is in Switzerland, everybody is paid so much 
so every, it's so neutral like everybody's paid so much so everybody's living a good life like that's how yeah is that's how they built society there and i was thinking about that the other day and i, and I missed that because here the first thing people ask oh what do you do for work and it's like this is an interaction i'm having with you when like we're not friends yeah like, it can be it, i can be just talking to someone that i'm probably not going to see again oh, what do you do for work why yeah like why does that matter what does that i'm here with you we're talking why sh- I understand you're trying to create conversation, but what's the point in you knowing what I do for work? Like, what does that have to, what is, that bears no importance into this conversation, yeah. especially if we're not, there's no context, right? So that's what yeah, I was thinking. I've been situations that. with people from so many different backgrounds and so many different work lifestyles, money, everything. But we're all in the same bar, having a great time talking about stuff and just living our lives together and enjoying it. Nobody would ask that. Mm-hmm. So now I've recently been thinking about that a lot because here it seems to be such a, a big point of conversation it is i think it's also a knee-jerk point of conversation and this kind of um spills into my next one i feel like you know we can normalize actually talking about the deep stuff you can normalize talking about the deep stuff you don't have to just keep this you know um what are they called small talk right i know mm. there's this whole idea of like if you're networking you're meeting somebody for the first time you have to small talk right you have to be able to like get to know them and stuff like that but you can small talk in other ways too, right? Like, 100%. you know, what do you think? What are you like? What is your opinion on the pay gap or whatever? Like start, just start talking to people because what I've noticed is also like, if you don't talk to people and you just do small talk, you never really get a sense of other people's opinions. Not that you need other people's no. opinions about you, but just other people's opinions and their beliefs. In life. So then you can learn that dynamism. Like, oh, okay, this person has an opposing belief to me. Then you get to deal with like being in opposition with somebody as opposed to it just happening in your friendship circle or for the first time when you get a partner. Like these are the ways in relationship building that we're not really flexing our muscle i feel like it's very superficial and we can blame it on social media as much as we want but small talk seems a thing for a very very long time i think that social media has just really exacerbated the way that we don't really know how to build relationships with each other a hundred percent and i there's one thing i hate it's small talk i hate small talk and i don't do well in small talk i get so uninterested and i can't talk not because i'm being rude just because i like shrivel up because i'm like uh but like this is such a this is so boring like i don't know i just yeah <laughs> I, I can't i'd rather you ask me something that will actually make me think about an answer than just start doing small talk like and that's i mean we all know if you know me you know i love a deep conversation i enjoy a deep like dmc deep dive <laughs> zipping and doing it what did, no what is that jerking talking? and jiggling jerking and jiggling you prefer a jerking and jiggling conversation yeah <laughs> that part um, so my next one is uh, normalizing, not explaining your choices to others. Mm, I like that. We'll talk, because talk I, to us more. I, I feel like sometimes, whether it's in friendships or relationships or whatever, whatever kind of relationships it is with people, like if you say no to something, it should be okay to just be like no, without somebody saying, oh, but so-and-so is like this because they didn't, da, 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 da. Or, you know, you always did it just like instead of making it deeper than what it is, like normalize. I don't I don't need to explain my decision to you. If I if I can't make it to your party on Friday. Yes, I'll explain it to you if it was something that important, like, you know, this is all within context. Right. This is all within context. Um, But I just mean that sometimes we end up explaining ourselves to for no good reason, like at work. If you want to take a day off, just say, hey, I'm not I'm not coming and I'm not feeling well, like end it there. Like. Mm. Because I know even for me, when I take a day off, I almost want to be like, I'm sick. I have, my stomach is hurting and my headache and, I, and I'm throwing up. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't explain yourself. Just say I'm unwell or I, I'm not coming in today. Why yeah. I'm not feeling And well. to be okay with that. So my deeper question for you is like, how do we build that deeper sense of like knowing that it's okay to just say the minimal stuff that you are still you know, giving enough when you just say the minimal stuff. And that's, that's, that's something that even I, I, I have, I don't even have the answer for that because I think that's something even I'm trying to build with myself, with my own relationships, whether it's with friends or whoever it is, because I'm that person that I will say no, if there is 
if I can't make it or if I can't do something, I will say I can't do it. But then I'll end up feeling like I need to overcompensate because I said no. And I feel like that's also taken advantage advantage of sometimes. Like you know how when the kid falls when they're when they when you see a kid falling when they're a, kid, a baby, and then the mom yeah. if the if the mom is like oh my god oh my god oh my god then the baby starts crying, versus yeah. she just looks at her and she's like oh you fell stand up walk, and the baby almost starts crying and they're like oh, so that wasn't a big deal okay let me stand up and keep walking, yeah. You know? So I feel like sometimes when we make decisions and we say them that overcompensation of feeling like you've done wrong makes the other person see that weakness and be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm pissed that you didn't do this. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you're like that thing. And it's like, if I just said, I can't make it, um, you know, let's, I'll, I'll make it up to you. I can't make it. Cause, or even I just can't make it. Cause this and this and this, if the, if the reason makes sense, I don't need to be coming back to you. Like, let's not go back to this. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does make sense. And I think you bring up such a complex like thing, which we should probably make a podcast episode and really just talk about like what that really means to explain yourself. Cause you even said something about like, you feel almost like, like you explain yourself so much so that you could look to somebody else, like you're guilty and like you're hiding something, mm-hmm. but you're really just trying to make sure that they don't feel like, they don't matter to you it's like it's just like weird communication thing but I think it's really rooted in not anticipating other people's reactions and being Mm -hmm. steadfast in your own decision if you can believe in your decision and you feel like your decision is enough then you know that should be enough as well but yeah that's a really because I definitely I definitely do that I'll definitely be like oh I'm so sorry I didn't need to do this yeah right and then at the end of it I'm just like wait actually I'm not you know I'm not I think I think we're so programmed to be overly sorry like yeah be remorseful and stuff but you don't have to be beating yourself with the stick or be beaten with the stick especially if the relationship is intentional and you're trying to build a good intentional strong relationship then you should be able to be like when I say no I say no and if it's deeper it's deeper like just take my word for it yeah 100 and that's and that's and that's what I want to normalize like just not having to explain yourself because I think mm-hmm. that of that overcompensation is a little much it's, it's it's not necessary yeah no that's true yeah that's true I really like those um I don't know if I have another one I mean I guess my other one would just be you know <sighs> is it my turn it's my turn yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah your turn, you yeah. did the other one yeah. Um, just normalizing people having different bodies. Like, and you can take that whichever way you want. Like, whether it is, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm not even going to start labeling because I feel like if I start to label, then I start to already cause the limitations to occur in people's way of perceiving the statement. But, mm-hmm. you know, just really normalize people having different bodies and people having different shades across their bodies. Like just because your inner thighs are darker than your outer thigh, like that's life. That makes absolute sense that that would be the case. Your inner thighs are doing a hell of a lot more work rubbing against clothes against jeans crossing your legs and all of that stuff and you still anticipate for them to be like your outer thighs that don't really necessarily do much do you know what i mean in terms of like friction with clothes um yeah and that's like like, society has fallen into into the whole thing of like oh normal and i said that with quotes in here normal skinny or plus size or and it's like no there should just be options and that's mm-hmm. where the, where that's where the conversation should end because not everybody mm-hmm. is the gym goer not everyone enjoys that not everybody is that like there's a spectrum right of course exactly. within being healthy that's a whole different conversation and staying healthy but I, I totally agree with you it's like normal normalize that thing of like because even you know there's sometimes where you'll see someone who's that gym goer the eight pack da, 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 the whole thing and then you'll see that maybe someone who doesn't go to the gym as much and has what society would say, oh, normal, average. And then you're like, what's that person doing with that person? You know, mm. that thing. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, why is why does why do people have to look this similar or look yeah. the same? Or that that still boggles my mind. And it also affects even in dating culture. Because even for me now, mm-hmm. like personally, 
if I look at someone who is that person who is the top tier athlete of the universe and they're so attractive to me, even just as a person, automatically in the mind, you're like, oh, well, they would never go for me. Not even because I have a, like whatever mm. perceived as whatever, but just it, it goes into that societal thinking of thinking, oh, you know what? That person would never be into me because they're probably into this. And it's like, you don't know. It's society is putting this in your mind. So I, I'm totally exactly. with you on that. I'm totally with, with you on that for sure. And it even reminds me of the, remember in the olden days, it was also in the olden days, Lala, sometimes I'm so funny. Remember, <laughs> but still, they're the olden days to us, you know? Um, when yeah. it was about geeks and supermodels being together. Mm. And there was mm. even like a show about it, about, I think it was like a dating show for geeks or the dating show for the supermodels or something like that. And then mm-hmm. like people in the street as they were walking were interviewed afterwards what they thought was happening. And none of them thought that those people were together. And in fact, all of those people were couples together. And I feel like it's this idea that society has that if you are quote unquote diametrically opposed that you mm-hmm. don't want to be together. But opposites, opposites attract, similarities attract, everything attracts. Attraction is a attraction is a everything thing. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, that that is something else to normalize. <laughs> attraction is an everything thing and should be an everything thing. It shouldn't be limited to a person like what you visual like that's all of that because everyone's beautiful. That's totally a whole a whole thing. Exactly. Um, don't limit yourself there because don't limit yourself. says you should only be dating a certain type of person or a certain type of person in a certain type of race or a certain type of person in a certain type of religion like you know expand your boundaries like i mean yeah. sorry no 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 expand your 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 comfort zone there we go free your, Keep mind. your boundaries Keep your boundaries, but expand your comfort zone because like, you don't even know what lays just outside of that. You don't know there, you've been struggling, struggling, busy trying to date a specific kind of person there. They're not even checking for you. The moment you open yourself up there, your lover is waiting for you. That's true. And you know, the, and and like, first of all, everyone listen to Free Your Mind by Invoke. That's song. Whenever I listen to it, I'm like, this is the most relevant thing ever still to date. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah it's that's that's so true and even that's something i even i've tried to do in my mind i'm like open just for your mind like open up to whatever it is because there's not you don't know what's out there and if you're putting yourself off to a whole group of people because of something it just makes no sense it's not fair to anybody it's not fair to yourself too and like and also that that leads me to another one which is like a little bit on the, on the opposite end of the spectrum is normalize saying let's be friends and meaning it Mm. and i mean that in the context of when you go on a date with somebody and you think they're really cool and you say hey you know what i want to just be friends like Mm -hmm. normalize just being like okay cool like let's be friends then like find maybe people think i don't know maybe people overthink things in certain situations but to me if i meet somebody and i'm not vibing with them in that relationship kind of way or in that sexual kind of way and i think they're cool i would literally be like yo do you want let's be friends do you want to hang out and then sometimes it'll just go dead after that and i'm like i'm asking if you want to hang out because we can be friends like normalize that like what's wrong with that but maybe they don't want to be your friend maybe maybe it's also in addition to normalizing um when you're gonna be friends maybe also normalizing saying at the moment somebody says let's be friends your truth say you don't want to be friends with them yeah yeah, you know be honest about it and come out with it because i think that's probably what it is it's like you know people ghost you because ghosting has become a thing people ghost you because they didn't know how to say what they were gonna say yeah true and it's like you also don't have to say it to me in the moment they that person could have texted it to you and being like ayo alan I really, really like your personality, but if I'm not zipping it and that's what it I'm looking you, for, um, we cannot, we cannot jerk and jiggle it. Period. This is so. that is you know what that's that's also very true. That's another aspect of it. But sometimes I'm like, yo, let's just yeah. be homies. Fuck, like you're just cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to be homies with everyone, though. You're funny like that. That's People so, are that's not actually here very true. to be homies that's with you. True. They're out here to be super attracted <laughs> to you. There's someone butt hurt. The next thing you say, let's be homies. They're like, excuse me, what the heck? I mean, I get it. We can be <sighs> Fuck, best friends so in true. a relationship, but wow, Alan, you can just that's switch true. it off like that. What were you but you know what? in the first place? You know what? Maybe it's because I have friends who I used to hook up with 
and now we're just mm. very close friends and nothing like even that hooking up site is gone to like never happening again like not even no desire mm. but because the relationship changed because we became intentional about it because we were like no let like let's not ruin a good thing like we're yeah we, we actually want to kick it and be homies so when i experienced that i was like shit so i could just meet somebody and if I don't feel like it's going that way, I can try and be friends. I'm not saying you have to be, but I'm just normalizing yeah. it to be normal for me to tell you that. And like you said, for you to return it and say, hey, you know what? Nah, because then it's that conversation, right? Like, I don't want you to think I'm a yeah. douchebag and just deflecting and saying, oh, you're, I don't want to, I don't want to be with you because I don't think you're attractive to me. So let's be friends. That's not what anyone's saying at all. It's just saying, yo, maybe, yeah. maybe that's not where I'm at in life. So yeah, it's normalizing, normalizing that. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how many people have those who listen to this. Um, how many people have successfully done what Ellen is talking about, like either going on a date or several dates with somebody or starting something that might look like a relationship, uh, an intimate one, and then actually transitioning it to like a platonic friend level kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I haven't um, mm-hmm. because I think, for me purely it was because I was just super attracted to the person physically I wasn't like even though they were dope I wasn't like if you're dope I want to hang out with you I was like no this is where this ends for me right like I don't I didn't want any new friends at the time I just wanted a situation you know what I mean so maybe that's also a thing but I'm, I'm always curious when people do things that I either think are impossible for me or that I've never done before I'm like oh damn what is your chemical makeup? Tell me. What are your New York transmitters also, firing? You know what? Maybe it's also because of it's it, it goes in with the intention that you're going in with when you're going on these dates or, or whatever it is. Because sometimes that's your intention to be like, yo, I'm gonna go and dip and do. Then no, yeah. like, okay, cool, let's be friends, but let's not be friends. Like that's also that thing to be fine with. But just voice yeah. that. That's I think that's the most important piece because yes, that is possible. But then I think for me, when you there's just I think I've gone on enough dates now that I'm tired of having the date where it's like, oh, do we like I only want to go on dates with people that are actually cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I'm over the whole experiencing assholes and being like, I've been enough bad dates to be like, yo, I'm only going to go on date with people if they're actually chill and cool and want to hang out. And the way in my perfect world, my next my next relationship in my ideal world would be, yo, well, let's be homies. Cause I also have that fear of commitment. So it's like being like, okay, let's be, let's, let's fall into it. Let's not be like, we're going on date one, two, three, four, let's be exclusive. Okay. That, that, that like, I feel like that's too, too traditional. So I think maybe that's yeah. of where my mind is at too as well. Right. I think that's where my mind goes. Do you think maybe it could be the opposite where one of your long-term friends could become your partner? not the friends that i think of now but but again that's also a thing that i wouldn't be like ew mm. because i you know i've been I, I one of my friends we were talking about this actually a couple of weeks ago and he was like you know i can understand how people fall in love with your best friends and that sentence i was like wait what and he was like yeah because the person that's your best friend and your friends in general are the people that you love and you want to you want to keep seeing you want to like they're your ideal relationship essentially just minus the sexual attraction and the basically and the mind that minus that thing mm. that relationships have that friend that friendships don't but it's but he was like yeah so I can totally get it and when he said that I've thought about it and I'm like it's so true I can totally understand how you can fall in love with your best friends because a long-term yeah. friend again sometimes you realize wow so you're everything that I've pretty much wanted it's just having that switch in the mind right like mm-hmm. it's as easy as that so I would never say never, but I mean, not, yeah, I would never, I wouldn't be shocked if it was to happen because I think I'm surrounded by amazing people all the time. Yeah. So, and I love everybody that I'm around. So it's, that's never an expectation, but I wouldn't, and I can't think of someone that that would ever happen with, but if it did happen, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh, I'd more be like, yo, let's laugh about this because this is hilarious. (laughs) Now let's go jiggle and jerk. That makes me that makes me also think about like people who fall in love with their therapists, people who fall in love with their counselors, like in the peer counseling um program that I was a part of, one of the first rules is like 
don't engage in a relationship or build any kind of relationship outside of the peer support role that, that you have with the person, um, mm-hmm. because then you're going to blur their lines, right? Or you And also let us know if it happens, because people do tend to do that, right? It also happens with trauma bonding, where, you know, if, if you are emotionally, if your emotional need is being met by somebody, people are likely to be like, oh, this emotional, you know, support is like actually a really good thing that I want to fall in love with because you take care of me and you know about me and you care about me. But also sometimes we're just projecting old people or who we want the person to be. And then 100%. down the line, you notice actually that that person is That's just good at listening. That yeah. Fuck at everything else. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. That's so true. That's so true. But which is why I think with the best friends, it's different because your best friends, you know everything about them. Like, you know, you're hanging out, you have that, like, you know their lives on a different scale where you actually know who they are. Like, you know, if it's a therapist, the therapist, you're falling in love with them. Yes. And then you find out that they're a murderer, like in those classic horror movies. Like, why does the therapist you know? <laughs> have to be the murderer? Why can't your best friend turn out to be the murderer? Because there are friends like those. It's true, but then you then you'd both be murderers because then you're now both jiggling and jerking together. Um, but that's true. There are friends like this. No, but because with a, with a therapist or someone else, you don't know their personal lives. That's true. That's you don't true. Know their Unless you stop the shit out of them. And even if you do, again, those movies like the movies have taught us: don't trust anybody. Because <laughs> is this where your commitment issue comes from? The movies. No, my commitment issues come from my ex, but that's a whole other episode. <laughs> we got to talk about that. We got to talk about that, honey. Uh, we have to talk about committing. 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 We can talk about committing to different oh, things. Oh, good one. Yeah, um, I'm writing that down. Sweet. Awesome. So before we start to brainstorm next episode topic, next episode. let's let the folks go. Um, no, I'm saying go. let's let the folks oh, go. Yeah, and then we I have one more. start to brainstorm. Oh, okay. Very short and sweet. Normalizing, and I think we all do it in royal tension with it, but saying I love you to your friends. Yeah. That's I think that's a good one to normalize. I don't think enough people say it. And then you, you assume you it's assumed. And you know what's funny is two me and I have two very close friends. One is back in Kenya, she's my homie from high school, and she's one of my besties, and one that was here and she's in Toronto. And the relationships I have with those two are so close and near and dear, but we don't say I lo- like we'll save our, our love yous, we say them on our birthdays. So like now I'm texting, I'll be texting my friend Ashley and be like, yo, have you prepared your wrap for me for, for the 15th? I hope you're ready because we anticipate this long, good old chunky message expressing our gratitude and love for one another. And that, mm-hmm. so that's what we do every year. We have that to look forward to with each other because we, we, we've all been, especially me and my friend from home, from high school in Kenya, like we, we never weren't brought up in those the situations where you say I love you to your parents you say I love you to that's not the situations we're brought up in so with her yeah. and I it just become a, a thing where okay every year okay December I'll be like fuck okay I need to cre- craft this message and it even gives yeah. me anxiety like I'll be sitting like shit okay Aww. but now I'm now as I'm getting older and learning it's like no just normalize saying I love you to your friends because it, it's it because if it's a, if it's true it's true like it's okay to love somebody just say i love you it's not a big deal. yeah and saying you love somebody doesn't mean you want to have sex with them i think that's yeah. also what is a bit like modeled because we don't see it with the like parent situation but then we kind of see it in the relationship situation and then when people say i love you that's like a code word for like i love you let's have sex now and it's like no, no first of or like all, i love you and it's deeper to do with the than, other yeah, yeah or something like that no i feel like um it was really interesting because i was i also grew up in a in a, a house or environment where we didn't really say i love you that much but being the person who i am and my personality i said to everyone and my mom at one point was just like wow as a child you really said you love me a lot i was a little bit like creeped out by it as well and i was like okay cool but i love you I hope you know that. And, and yeah. she's like, okay, okay, bye, my sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my dad, if I tell him, I, I always test him sometimes. I, I, he'll tell me a message, a nice message. I'll be like, love you. He'll be like, huh, thanks. Like, it ends there. And if I do it live, I think my dad would dig a hole with his bare hands and jump in. Like, but yeah so it's just normalizing saying i love you especially to your friends because those are the people that you're with all the time and it's like exactly. if, if something was to happen to you you don't want to leave 
you just want everyone to know where you stand yeah and i think that also 100%. gives more honor into your relationship but yeah there we go another episode of the beeswax I love you too, Palessa. Um, wow, so weird when people say my name. It really sounds weird. Um, why? Because it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm used to people's nickname. Even when my partner says my name, I'm always like, "What are you signaling?" What? That's yeah. a very weird thing for people to say my name. <laughs> like, yeah, that's. Like, are you mad? Like, like am I your tr- mom says, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, am I in trouble?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, am I? Did I? Are you? What are you doing? What, are you, what is this? <laughs> Okay, well, leave where the can power find dynamic you? Of, the, of the real names. You can leave me at imbali underscore blooming, I M B A L I underscore B L O M I N G, and yourself. You can come jiggle and jerk with me at Alan Gachi, A L A N G A C H I. And with that, I love it. Um, oh, you and- can find the beeswax at the beeswax. At now uh, it is G H double E B double E S double A X. I hope you guys heard oh, that. I, Just I stumbled there. I stumbled. But you know what? If you've been following enough, you got it. And if you have not been following us enough, where are you listening from? Look at the title you and you can find uh, it. That's that it. Part. That's it. That's All right, it. Bye so, guys. Dude. Bye.